Hannah Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the Ohio's Girlfriend Drives a Honda edition. This week, we explain how a car manufacturer gave Governor DeWine a fantastic October surprise, what the Senate candidates said during their very first debate, why the State Board of Education didn't vote on a controversial resolution, and why Josh Mandel's divorce records might soon be unsealed. Joining me this week is State House Bureau Chief Anthony Shoemaker, who's going to try his best not to laugh at my hairdo. <laughs> How's it going? After my hair, do <laughs> For those who can't see me, which is everyone, I have some hot rollers in my hair because I've got to drive to Cincinnati after this. And well, you know, the face framing layers, they don't lift themselves. And I'm bald. So our first topic is Honda and LG and the big billion-dollar announcement they made this week. The companies announced that they're making a more than $4 billion investment in Fayette County to build batteries for electric vehicles. They're going to build one new plant, renovate three existing Honda plants, and this is a really big deal. And it came at a really big moment. The governor is up for re-election in just a few weeks, and this win is just another feather in his cap. Yeah, the plant uh, will employ 2,200 workers. The three plants that are going to be renovated, that's like a $700 million investment. It's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, a reporter at the Honda event asked the governor whether this pretty much seals the deal for his re-election because, you know, the saying in politics is it's the economy stupid. And DeWine said the timing was entirely up to Honda, but he's always anxious to get announcements out there. Yeah. And uh, former Dayton Mayor Nan Whaley, who's running against DeWine, used it as an opportunity to go after Jobs Ohio and kind of the, the lack of transparency in Jobs Ohio. So she was like, yeah, it's great that DeWine announces these sorts of things, but where are the details was kind of her attack on the announcement yesterday. So our second topic is the debate between two other top-of-the-ticket candidates, J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. Both of them want to be Ohio's next U.S. senator, and with the polling showing a very close race, neither man held back. Ryan even swore at one point in the debate, saying Ohio needs a, quote, ass kicker, not an ass kisser. And for those who don't know, uh, Ryan was taking a dig at Vance for something that Donald Trump said the last time he was here in Ohio, which was J.D. Vance was kissing his rear end. And he wanted his support so much. Yeah, Ryan's been using that uh, as an attack. It, it's shown up uh, several times. It's kind of odd to hear it used in a, in a debate. But yeah. their next debate is going to be uh, Monday in uh, Youngstown. So they'll be on Ryan's home turf next time. Yeah, and Vance uh, hit Ryan on his record in Congress. And the votes that he says helps contributed to inflation and higher grocery bills that we're all paying right now. You know, he's leaning into that like we might be headed towards a recession. Inflation is high. Gas prices are looking to go back. Up, he he was basically saying, you know, the country's headed in the wrong direction, and Vance would make a change. Yeah, and we know from polling that you know the economy and inflation and gas prices are the top issue this year. Yeah, and they they also hit on abortion, yeah. uh, where uh, Tim Ryan says that he supports the Roe v. Wade standard, which is viability. But Vance said he you know he tried to be careful in his answer. I felt like he he said that he is pro life, but that he believes it's a state issue, but that he also might support a sort of federal limit on abortion access. Yeah, he said that it should be left up to the states. I think he said something like California may want it one way, Ohio may want it another, but he didn't come right out backing like Lindsey Graham's right. uh, proposal, but he, he said he was okay with some kind of state guideline, a national guideline. Yeah. So we'll have to kind of see whether that makes a difference. And if you want to hear them again, 
like uh, Anthony said, Monday is your next chance. Yeah. And abortion is, you know, the top issue for women in Ohio, according to our uh, USA Today Suffolk poll. So um, abortion and the economy were the two top issues they focused on. Our third topic is Ohio's State Board of Education, who worked through dinner last night only to not vote on their controversial resolution. So here's kind of what you need to know. And you were there. Yes. All day. Yes. They had like six hours of testimony followed by a couple hours of debate before they just decided not to vote. So last month, a conservative board member named Brendan Shea introduced this like four page resolution opposing federal changes being made to Title IX. And that's the law that says like if you have a boys soccer team and a girls soccer team, you can't give all the money and equipment to the boys. There, there has to be equity. And on the 50th anniversary of this law, President Joe Biden said he wants to add sexual orientation and gender identity to those Title IX protections. And that's a really big deal because schools that deny a transgender student, say, access to a bathroom or a sports team could lose federal dollars like the free and reduced lunch program. Right. And one of the... uh Representative Gary Click, I know what you're what thinking it was, of. Who held up the milk bottle yesterday. Right. He said that Biden wants to take away milk from our kids. And so, you know, supporters of this federal change say that's great because LGBTQ children here in Ohio are bullied in classrooms. And hopefully this will finally force schools to take action. But opponents like Shay and the other conservatives said, like, no, no, no. This is pushing an ideology into our schools that could hurt children and women's sports. So the resolution, let's be clear, it wouldn't have the force of law. Right. It would have to go. It was basically a recommendation to lawmakers. Right. And it would say, like, we hate these federal changes and we think school boards should ignore them if they want. And state lawmakers should, doesn't force them, backfill any federal dollars that a local school lost. Uh, So the board spent a couple hours listening to public testimony and going back and forth on it. And then they didn't vote. Yeah. I mean, this is really just part of the ongoing culture war debate that we're going to see a lot of in lame duck over at the state house this yeah because they're actually that's a really good point because there actually are uh, a number of bills at the legislature about uh, transgender student athletes transgender uh, like hormone therapy and medical access you know what parents have the right to know about like if a child wants to change their pronouns at school and whether parents need to be notified all of that stuff is actually like in the legislature right now but this this resolution i don't know if it's gonna it could come back up in November. It could come back up in December or even January. It's kind of up in the air right now. And, you know, the conservatives, like Shay said, that was the whole point of moving this to a committee is they want it, you know, some folks want it to go away. And this was a good way of basically like killing it. Yeah. Could end up uh, going before the next legislature. Right. The next school board. Yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. I mean, both. yes, actually both. <laughs> So our fourth and final topic is divorce, specifically the April 2020 divorce of former Ohio treasurer Josh Mandel. So Mandel and his ex-wife went to Ashland County to file their divorce, even though they lived up in Cuyahoga County. Now, we can all speculate why they might have done that, but the judge, who is a Republican, agreed to seal their divorce records. The Cincinnati Inquirer sued, and the Ohio Supreme Court this week agreed with the newspaper. I won't pretend to have a law degree, but the gist of it was is that you can seal records like this, but you need a really good reason, like threats to a person's safety. And it's not that the high court thought the Mandels didn't maybe have those reasons. It's that the judge from Ashland like never even asked. Right. He sealed the case without holding a hearing or even receiving any evidence on it. Right. And so the high court was like, no, no, you can't do that. You actually have to 
like have reasons from the Mandels and perhaps reasons from like newspapers or other like interested parties as to why they might want these records open. So we could be seeing the full content of their divorce decree, like who got parenting stuff, who got what, why they were dissolving their marriage. But we may not. It sounds like it has to go back to that judge for an actual hearing. Right. And you have to remember, there's, there was a lot of interest in this because in 2018, uh, when Josh Mandel was running for the U.S. Senate, he abruptly ended that campaign because his wife had an illness of some kind. And that's when Jim Renacci ended up on the ballot running against Sherrod Brown. And then two years later, they're divorced. So it's Yeah. And we don't, you know, I don't think you ever really know what goes on in a marriage, but you know, he was at the time that we, uh, the Cincinnati Enquirer sued, he was getting ready to run again for U.S. Senate. He did. He lost the primary in May, but he could be back again. Oh yeah. He's young enough. Yeah. Never say never. And one more thing before you go, we've got a special election episode coming for you Friday, October 28th. We're going to have our whole team of reporters in studio to go through all the races on your ballot. And we're going to try to do it in less than 15 minutes. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> That's going to be fun. It is. We'll cover the governor's race, the Senate race, the state house races, the ballot issues, like the down ticket candidates, like Secretary of State and Treasurer and Auditor. Whew. Yeah. And you've been covering a lot of those statewide races. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it'll be a really good way. Like if you have friends that maybe don't know a lot about this election, I would say, look here, 15 minutes, you'll get the oh, the lay of the land. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of ads on TV over the next month. And so. Oh my gosh. Every. Like, I'll get like three or four in a row, like when I'm watching the news in the morning. It's going to be crazy. It's that time of year. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at the Alliance Review. That's the-review.com.